to the LA Public Health Podcast for Monday, May 10th, 2021. I'm Steve Baldwin, and today's show includes comments from LA County Board of Supervisors Chair Hilda Solis, followed by an update on COVID-19 led by Dr. Barbara Ferrer, Director of the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health. To keep up with the latest updates and guidelines for slowing the spread of COVID-19, you can follow us across all social media at LA Public Health, or visit our website, publichealth.lacounty.gov. And now, here's Supervisor Solis. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. Buenas tardes, and thank you again for joining us today. I want to begin, first of all, by wishing everyone a happy Mother's Day. Did you know that in Mexico and El Salvador and Guatemala and other countries around the world, Mother's Day is celebrated today? So for those of you safely celebrating with your loved ones, I want to send you and your family all of my love. This is for all of our mothers and our grandmothers who are out there supporting our families day in and day out. And for those who celebrated with their loved ones yesterday, I hope you took extra joy in the celebration after this past year. I know last year, many of us chose not to celebrate Mother's Day to keep our loved ones safe. But now with vaccinations readily available and case rates lowering, I hope many of you are able to reunite and hug their mothers again safely. As you know, cases in LA County have dropped so low that we're now one of seven counties in the state of California that have entered the yellow tier. Now more guests can enter restaurants, retail establishments, museums, gyms, amusement parks, movie theaters, and more. And for the first time, bars are reopening indoors. Water parks are also open and saunas and steam rooms can operate once again. Given where we were the last four months, in the peak of our winter surge, I'm astounded and humbled by the significant progress that we have made in fighting this pandemic. Going from one of the areas with the highest rates of COVID-19 to some of the lowest in the country did not happen by accident. And that's because of your involvement and setting an example. As I have said before, it bears repeating. This happened because of your hard work, because residents took steps to keep one another safe, because businesses modified how they operate to meet health guidance and to look out for their patrons, because community and faith groups also worked with our health departments to reach out to those most in need. Because of your hard work, we're now entering into the state's least restrictive tier and can really envision a return to our new normal. And make no mistake, this is also in large part due to your willingness to get vaccinated. And as of last week, the over 8 million doses have been administered across the county of Los Angeles, and over 5 million residents have received at least one dose of the vaccine, and over 3 million are now fully vaccinated. These are really impressive numbers. Nearly 60% of eligible county residents have now received at least one dose. But we have more work to do if we want to really uh, contain the spread of this virus. There are still over 3 million eligible residents across the county of Los Angeles that have yet to be vaccinated. And that number will only grow as younger people are cleared for the vaccine. If you're one of those people who tried getting an appointment when supplies were limited and became discouraged, I'm here to tell you that getting vaccinated has never been easier. 
At our large county run sites, for example, and many smaller clinics, including federally qualified health centers and all CVS pharmacies across the county, you can simply just walk up and get vaccinated and no appointment is needed. There are over 700 sites as well as over 100 mobile clinics and over 50 schools that are administering currently the vaccines across the county of LA. Or if you yourself have been vaccinated but know someone who hasn't, I would encourage you to please reach out and share your experience with them and share why it's important, not just for their own health, but to ensure the safety and protection of their family and their loved ones. And for those of you who have not yet completed your whole two dose series, please remember to get that second dose so you're fully protected. The, the two dose vaccines are not nearly as effective after only one dose, especially for protecting against the more dangerous variants that are circulating, like those that were first discovered in the UK and South Africa. But please remember the two doses as soon as possible. It's only by getting vaccinated that we can fully put this pandemic behind us and return to a normal life. To locate a vaccination site, please visit vaccinatelacounty.com or findmyvaxla.com or simply call 833-540-0473. Until we reach more residents with vaccinations, it's important to note that this pandemic, as you know, is not over, and the county will continue to provide resources to our residents to help make it through the pandemic. And I'd like to highlight the work being done currently at the Disaster Help Center, which the Department of Consumer and Business Affairs set up in partnership with the Workforce Development, Aging, and Community Services Department back in March of 2020 to respond to the pandemic. This center was launched with the goal in mind to help business owners, nonprofits, and workers, homeowners, landlords, and tenants navigate the fallout from this pandemic. The center operates daily fielding calls from LA County residents regarding LA COVID recovery funds, funding opportunities, reopening protocols, the eviction and rent moratorium, and rental assistance. Since its launch, the Disaster Help Center agents that are there have received over 37,800 calls and 2,700 emails in multiple languages. Residents have been able to receive assistance with access to capital, emergency funding, eviction, rent moratorium information, unemployment, rent, rental assistance, and general social services. If you continue to have COVID-related issues, I encourage you to visit their website at lacountyhelpcenter.org. Again, that's lacountyhelpcenter.org. You can also email them at disasterhelpcenter at lacounty.gov or simply call 833-238-4450 for direct assistance. And for those that are still struggling to make rent payments due to the pandemic, I'd like to highlight another program the California COVID-19 Rent Relief Program launched in March. The program will help income eligible households pay rent and utilities, both that are overdue and future payments. If you're a tenant who is at or below 80% of the area medium income and have incurred a financial hardship due to COVID-19, you qualify for this relief. To see if you're eligible, please call the following number, 833 833- 
833-430-2122. That's 833-430-2122. It provides rent reimbursement to landlords for unpaid rent accrued during April 1st, 2020 and March 31st, 2021. Landlords who participate are eligible to receive up to 80% of unpaid rent accrued from April 1st, 2020 through March 31st, 2021, as long as they agree to waive the remaining 20% for tenants whose landlords don't participate in the program. And you can still receive 25% of unpaid rent accrued between April 1st, 2020 to March 31st, 2021, as well as future rental assistance equal to 25% of your monthly rent. Paying the 25% of past due rent by June 30th, 2021 can actually help you keep you in your home under the extended eviction protections provided in California Senate Bill 91. If you're eligible, either a tenant or a landlord can initiate the application process, which can be found on housinglskey.com, housinglskey.com. Additionally, a call center number is available to help answer any questions in many languages between 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. each day. They can be reached at this number, 833-430-2122. Again, 833-430-2122. Applicants will not be asked about their immigration status, nor will they be required to show proof of citizenship. While the program launched in March, there's still plenty of capacity to assist many renters. We know that the need is very great, but we aren't seeing enough applications come through the County of Los Angeles, quite frankly. This is another critical program that can help you stay in your home and your family during the pandemic. And with that, I'd like to close again and by thanking every single one of you for your hard work and encourage everyone to get vaccinated. And again, felicidades to all the mothers that have celebrated Mother's Day yesterday as well as today. Thank you again, and now I'll turn it over to Dr. Barbara Ferrer for updates on public health. Thank you so much, uh, Supervisor Solis, and good afternoon, and thanks to the entire Board of Supervisors. We deeply appreciate your efforts to protect the residents of LA County and are so glad to see the results of your hard work in these rising vaccination numbers and consistently low case numbers. I too want to wish a happy Mother's Day to all the mothers and grandmothers, mamas y abuelos, abuelas. And I want to extend my gratitude for all you've done these past 15 months, keeping your family safe and taking actions to end the pandemic. Today, I'll share updates on COVID-19 cases, hospitalizations and deaths, an update on skilled nursing facilities and information on vaccinations in important subgroups. I'll also share projections on how long it may take to get us close to community immunity and updates on our fixed and mobile vaccination sites, including information on how to get a mobile vaccination unit to your workplace. I'll start with our daily numbers, which of course reflect the delay in weekend reporting. And I'll take the first slide. We're sad to report four additional deaths today. One person who died was over the age of 80 and had underlying health conditions. Two people who died were between the ages of 65 and 79, and both had underlying health conditions. One person who died was between the ages of 18 and 29 and had no underlying health conditions. 
This does bring the total number of deaths to 24,003 in LA County. It is with great sorrow that we acknowledge this sad milestone for the residents of this county. And as always, we extend our love and prayers to everyone who's lost loved ones during this tragedy. And we're hopeful that even as we collectively mourn our great losses, our deaths can continue to remain low in the weeks ahead. We're also reporting 179 new cases today. <clears throat> and this brings the total number of cases in LA County to 1,235,797. These cases include 53,082 cases reported by our partners in the city of Long Beach and 11,252 cases reported by the city of Pasadena. There are currently 389 people hospitalized with COVID-19. We've investigated a total of 5,005 residential congregate settings and non-residential settings with at least one confirmed case of COVID-19. Of these, there are 53 open investigations and there are 4,952 closed investigations. To date, more than six and a half million people have been tested and had test results reported in LA County. And the cumulative positivity rate has now decreased one point to 17%. I'll take the next slide. This is our, uh, our weekly graph that shows trend lines in cases, hospitalizations and deaths from March 1st, 2020 through May 2nd of 2021. And as you can see, our case numbers continue to remain low and stable. On May 2nd, we saw 251 daily average reported cases, and this is a 44% decrease from 447 on April 2nd, a month earlier. Hospitalizations decreased to 395 in May, down, from 30, down about 35% from 607 in April. And on May 2nd, we reported three daily average deaths, and this is down 77% from 13 deaths just one month earlier. The next slide. At skilled nursing facilities, residents are particularly vulnerable because of pre-existing illness or aging immune systems, as well as the congregate living setting. These facilities, as you can see, experienced what we call almost three separate waves during this pandemic. One each in the spring and the summer of 2020, and another between November and February. Nursing homes did not see a significant increase in the winter as in the general population, and this reflected the many mitigation and infection control practices that had been introduced uh, over the spring and summer as we gained more understanding of virus transmission. And as you recall, in the earlier months of the pandemic, <clears throat> we were both unaware of the role played by asymptomatic infected people, and we were faced with severe shortages in testing and PPE supplies. I'll take the next slide. Because of their unique vulnerability to this virus, the staff and the residents of skilled nursing facilities were among some of the first Angelinos to get COVID-19 vaccines. We made the first doses available to this group in mid-December. For a variety of reasons that we've talked about before, the surge we saw over the winter began to recede across the county in multiple populations well before the vaccine was actually rolled out to everybody. Uh, but the residents of nursing home facilities saw a larger drop in weekly cases when compared to the general population. Between January 31st and April 10th, 
Cases dropped about 92% throughout LA County, while cases dropped 98% and 92% among people 65 and older. While cases dropped 98%, six percentage points more in skilled nursing facility residents 65 and older. Our concerted effort to vaccinate facility residents also led to higher vaccination rates among seniors in these facilities than among seniors living in the community. Data from the most recent weekly survey of 325 LA County skilled nursing facilities, which was conducted the last week in April, showed that 84% of the facility's residents, many of whom are older than 80, had received at least one dose of the vaccine. And that's compared to 73% of adults living in the community uh, who had also received at least one dose. Uh, we're glad to note that many of these facility residents had completed their vaccination series with 80% of residents having received two doses of the vaccine. Uh, next slide. Uh, meanwhile, as you can see in this slide, outbreaks in these facilities have dropped since January and continue to be at very low levels. We're grateful for all the hard work of our partners at these facilities and, at our, and for the hard work of our teams here at the Department of Public Health who have made these very positive developments possible. We'll take the next slide. I'd also like to update you on our current overall efforts to vaccinate residents across LA County. As of April 30th, we, as of May 7th, sorry for that, as of May 7th, we have administered more than 8,492,000 uh, uh, doses of vaccine in the county. Of these, more than 5 million were first doses. And now, as you can see, uh, more than 3 million, about 3.3 million were second doses. Next line, next slide. This trend line shows the cumulative number of vaccinated people in LA County, and it does show how far we've come since January 1st. It's wonderful to see this line continuing to rise, albeit at a slightly slower pace now than earlier in the year. I wanna thank everyone in LA County who's done their part to help this number continue to rise, keeping us all safer together. Next slide. I do wanna spend a little bit of time sharing information about our progress vaccinating seniors uh, among our racial and ethnic groups that are the hardest hit by the pandemic. 62% of black adults 65 or older have received at least one dose of the vaccine, as have 64% of Latinx seniors 71% of American Indian Alaska Native seniors, and 76% of Asian seniors. 78% of white residents have also received at least one dose. Next slide. When we also take younger adults and teens into account, it becomes clear how much more work we have to do. Only 38% of Black uh, LA County residents 16 and older have been vaccinated. 42% uh, of Latinx residents in this age group and 58% of American Indian Alaska Native people. This is compared to 60% among white residents 60 and older and 68% of Asian people in this age group. Please note that the number of Native Hawaiian and Pacific Islanders listed as vaccinated, and you can see it's over 100%, is an overestimate uh, because the percent vaccinated uh, also includes a population of Filipinos that have been classified uh, in this uh, population group 
uh, but are not captured appropriately in the denominator. So, um, so again, we, we can note this number, but we also want to acknowledge that uh, this group of Native Hawaiian and Pacific Islanders uh, also includes uh, a significant number of Filipino residents. Next slide. And though we're glad that vaccine uptake has been so robust among our seniors, uh, not only do we see troubling gaps by race and ethnicity, but we also have work to do to increase uptake among younger people. Only 54% of adults 30 to 49 years old have received one dose of vaccine, and only 45% of adults 18 to 29 years old have been vaccinated. Although 16 and 17 year olds have only been eligible for the vaccine since mid-April, vaccination in this group has slowed since that time. And we now have about one third of teens in this age group uh, vaccinated. Next slide. Among adults uh, 65 and over, about the same proportion of men and women are vaccinated, 83 and 82% respectively. Next slide. But looking at all adults as a whole, you do see inequities in vaccination by sex, with 62% of women having received at least one vaccine dose compared to 56% of men. All of the gaps we've highlighted are calls to action to improve access and build confidence in the three available vaccines. On Thursday, we'll provide updates on our vast network of community partners that are implementing innovative outreach and education strategies. And, if, and in a few minutes, I'll share information about improvements in access. We'll take the next slide. Vaccines have been our most powerful ally in keeping cases, hospitalizations, and deaths low over the past few months. The Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, which make up 94% of the vaccines we've given in LA County, provide the maximum amount of protection when people receive two doses separated by either three or four weeks, depending on the brand. I wanna share some numbers showing how well we're doing at getting both doses into the arms of people getting vaccinated. As of May 3rd, about 3 million people who received at least one dose of a Pfizer or Moderna vaccine, 84% had received their second dose on time. Another 7% received their second dose a little bit late and 9% have not yet received their second doses. We continue to try to reach those who have missed their second doses. And as I've mentioned before, community immunity is a level of community vaccination that protects even those people who cannot get vaccinated. Although we're not sure what percent of the population needs to be vaccinated for this level to be reached, we do assume it's probably somewhere around 80%. I wanna share our projections of how far we are and how far we in LA County have to go until we can reach community immunity. We're currently getting about 400 vaccinations into the arms of LA County residents each week. And we have uh, probably over 2 million uh, more first doses to go before 80% of all LA County residents 16 and older will have received at least one vaccine. At the rate we're going, we expect that uh, we can reach this level somewhere in mid to late July. And that assumes that we continue to at least have 400,000 people uh, vaccinated uh, each week. That would include both first doses that people need as well as their second doses. <clears throat> we'll go on to the next slide. The focus from here on in for us is to make it as easy as possible for eligible residents to get vaccinated. To that end, we continue to have more sites across the county offering vaccines. This map shows all of the sites in LA County where we're offering vaccinations this week. 
And as you can see, there's now 755 sites offering vaccinations, including pharmacies, clinics, community sites, and hospitals. The pale green areas here indicate the zip codes where inadequate housing, economic instability, and other factors have contributed to lower levels of community health. You can see that many of our vaccination sites are concentrated in these areas, which also have been very hard hit by the pandemic. <clears throat> we wanna make it super easy to get a vaccine if you live in these communities. Currently, you can obtain vaccines at the, at the eight county-run sites, all the LA city-run sites, almost all mobile sites, and many of the community sites without an appointment. Many sites are open on weekends and have evening hours. So please check vaccinatelacounty.com to find a site near you. <coughs> Next slide. Uh, we also continue to support mobile vaccination teams that take vaccines into neighborhoods to reach people who may have limited ability or time to get to one of the established vaccination sites. These teams have set up on, an ongoing, on some ongoing daily sites to provide vaccines on a walk-in basis at public places such as metro stations, food markets, and parks. On this, on this map, the pale green areas again indicate low resource zip codes. The blue markers indicate the 185 sites where our mobile teams will be offering vaccinations this week, which we'll also note are concentrated in the higher need, harder hit areas. Next slide. We're increasing our capacity to bring vaccine to workplaces and other locations around the county. On this slide is a screenshot of the web form that we'll be rolling out later today, where you'll be able to express interest in having a mobile vaccine team come out to your organization and your work site. Many thanks to the hard work of the community partners who are doing a lot of work to increase awareness of the important effort uh, made by the mobile teams. So thank you so much for that. Next slide. As Memorial Day and school graduation season comes near, I know many of you are planning travel, gatherings, and parties to celebrate with the people you love. Just imagine how much more enjoyable those gatherings can be if you and your loved ones are vaccinated. You'll really be able to have fun without worry about spreading COVID-19. So if you're making plans for food, drink, decorations, please also make a plan to get vaccinated. I wanna remind you of the time it takes to go from your first shot to be fully vaccinated, depending on which vaccine you get. For all of the vaccines, you're only considered fully protected two weeks after all doses are complete. For the one dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine, that means you're considered fully protected two weeks after your one shot. But for Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, which both involve two shots several weeks apart, that means you're only considered fully protected two weeks after you get your second vaccine. Next slide. Let me try to show you uh, what this means uh, by using a calendar. If you're unvaccinated today, you could walk into one of our county-run vaccination sites and get a Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And then two weeks later, you'd be considered fully vaccinated. That means you'd be ready for a good time with others by Memorial Day. I'll take the next slide. The Pfizer vaccine is given in two doses, with the second dose no sooner than three weeks after the first dose. So if you instead got your first Pfizer vaccine today, you'd be able to get your second vaccine on Memorial Day. And then two weeks later, you'd be fully vaccinated and ready for a graduation party as soon as June 15th. If you're a teen planning to attend camp or start a summer job, 
take a look at your scheduled start date and know that you'll need to get both doses of the Pfizer vaccine and then wait two more weeks in order to have full protection. Next slide. Meanwhile, the Moderna vaccine is given in two doses, no less than four weeks apart. So if you got your first Moderna vaccine today, you could get your second on June 7th and then be ready to party two weeks later on June 21st. Which vaccine you choose is up to you, but for a fun-filled and carefree summer together, it's best to pick one and make a plan. As a reminder, if you're planning to travel, only fully vaccinated individuals are not required to self-quarantine for 10 days after arriving or returning to LA County. It makes a lot of sense to think ahead about how to get the most out of your summer fun by making sure you're fully vaccinated in advance. Next slide. We can help you find a site that can give you the vaccine you want to help you have the summer you want. Just visit vaccinatelacounty.com or call the, list, the number listed here, 833-540-0473. Thank you, and now we're happy to answer your questions. Ladies and gentlemen, if you wish to ask a question, please raise your hand using the hand icon or send the host a chat with your name and outlet to be placed in queue. As a courtesy to other reporters and to allow for ample time for questions, we ask that you please limit yourself to one to two questions per reporter. One moment, please, for our first question. Our first question comes from the line of Steve Gregory. Steve, your line is unmuted. Please go ahead. Good afternoon. Um, this question, I guess, could be for both uh, Madam Supervisor Solis and for you, Barbara. Um, I talked to a lot of restaurant owners in the last couple of weeks, and of course, they're very excited about being able to open, get more people indoors uh, and increase capacities. But what they are worried about that's kind of looming in the back of their heads is that this outdoor dining and the emergency provisions to allow them to do so is going to go away, and they think that's going to impact revenue. Is there a plan to continue to let these restaurants do outdoor dining and, and expand their capacities? Barbara, do you wanna? <clears throat> yeah, thanks for that question, Steve. I mean, you know, most of the regulations uh, that really sort of guide the outdoor dining uh, world that, that's opened up uh, have a lot to do with zoning um, and city and or town regulations. Um, so we're, you know, we we too have, have been encouraged by how much people have loved outdoor dining. And I know there are already uh, a significant number of cities and towns that have indicated their willingness uh, to extend those changes uh, that they made to allow for uh, the ability to quickly zone for outdoor dining. Uh, but we'll we'll have to actually continue to work both with the board and with each uh, city and town about what's going to work so that they'd be able to continue offering outdoor dining. You know, I want to reassure all of the restaurants that this, you know, in terms of, of the, the, the county public health department, you know, we feel very grateful uh, that the restaurants have been able to so quickly set up a safe and appropriate place for folks to uh, be able to dine and, and enjoy themselves. And we would be strong advocates for uh, figuring out ways that that can continue. And I guess we'll take the next question. Or Supervisor, did you want to add? I concur. I think that it's a whole new reality for us. I mean, this happens in in uh, Europe and other countries. So I think we're finally catching wind how important it is to be outdoors. And, and we have the weather for it. So 
I think the board would be very supportive of exploring that. Next question. Our next, our next question comes from the line of Claudia Festuda. Claudia, your line is unmuted. Please go ahead. Hi, uh, Barbara, given uh, our low level of transmission and our, our rate of vaccinations, do you think it's time to start considering relaxing indoor mask mandates like we've heard uh, Dr. Fauci and others talk about recently? And also, um, I'm wondering if the county is still asking for its full allocation of uh, vac vaccine doses, and is it still administering 95% of those doses within one week of receipt? Maybe you could give us some numbers uh, specifically on first dose appointments, say for last week compared to the prior weeks. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Claudia. And I'll definitely have our communications team get back with you with with uh, more exact numbers on that. Um, we we've gone to you know more of what we call a demand model uh, for requesting doses from the state. So we're looking really to to be very mindful of not having doses sitting anywhere here in the county that can then you know potentially expire. I mean that would be the, the biggest disaster of all. Um, so we're very careful and cautious. So we do do a weekly survey so that we can understand what the inventory looks like at the 350 plus sites that are in our county network. Uh, but as we've noted before, uh, we have, you know, over 300 sites that are also in the federal partnership networks, both the pharmacy partnerships and the federally qualified health center partnerships. So I, I do think it's, it's hard to get a, a complete picture of our allocations that are being made on a weekly basis. As I've noted, I mean, we certainly have dropped a fairly significantly in demand, but I also wanna note that uh, many of our smaller sites are doing quite well. I worked at Obergon Park on, on Saturday and you know, there, there were tons and thousands, you know, well over a thousand people came there to get vaccinated. Um, so, so I do think the transition we're making, which is one where we're really trying to make sure that what we are is a very accessible. So we're in, we have a lot more smaller sites that are in many more neighborhoods, making it so much easier for people to come. And now that we've also pretty much at so many of the sites, not requiring that people make an appointment ahead of time, you know, our hope is, uh, as I noted, that we'll continue to be able to vaccinate at least 400,000 people a week as we move forward uh, through these next few months. But in terms of exactly uh, what percent of the doses that we requested were actually administered this past week, um, I don't have that number on me. We just have to get that to you uh, later today. So thanks for that. And we could go on to the next question. Thank you. Our next question comes from the line of Stephanie Dazio. Stephanie, your line is unmuted. Please go ahead. Uh, good afternoon. A um, couple questions about the younger population. Um, how many 12 to 15 year olds in L are there in LA County and how are you preparing to get them vaccinated? Are you going to be focusing that group on school sites um, or are you going to direct them to other sites? And are you planning to keep the mass vaccination sites open based on the drop for demand or just or close them uh, and, and point people to smaller sites? Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, great questions. I, I believe there's about half a million 12 to 15 year olds uh, in LA County um, that will become hopefully eligible to get vaccinated as soon as this week. And of course, I mean, we've been planning for about three weeks now, even more, I think, 
um, for vaccination strategies that will work with younger people. <clears throat> One strategy that we're working with the state on is to get many more private practitioners signed up with the federal and state program uh, so that they can, in fact, administer COVID-19 vaccines. I think a lot of uh, parents will feel very comfortable if they're able to take uh, their younger teen to their younger teen's regular provider uh, to get this vaccine. And of course, you know, as we've noted before, we're working hard to make sure that uh, our provider community is comfortable administering the Pfizer vaccine because that's all that uh, younger teens, uh, that all teens are eligible to receive. Uh, we also are, as I noted before, and, and we'll provide an update probably later this week or early next week, uh, we're working very closely with schools so that we have strategies at uh, many of our school sites where people can actually uh, bring, parents can bring their students to school and their, their students can get vaccinated. Uh, we are working on sorting out consent as well there uh, so, so that those parents who may not be able to accompany their children for school can uh, be able to uh, sign a consent form ahead of time uh, that would allow for that vaccination to happen. So, the, you know, these are the details that, you know, require partnerships and, uh, and there's not going to be sort of one strategy that's going to work for everyone. Uh, we are really going to try to, again, build out a vast network uh, that makes it possible for teens uh, and their families uh, to come in and get vaccinated at multiple sites. Today, we're posting a list on our uh, vaccinatelacounty.com website that will list all of the sites across the county this week that are offering Pfizer vaccine. Because as I said, the only vaccine uh, that teens can um, really be, be vaccinated with is the Pfizer vaccine. So that list and map uh, should go up later today. And we're hoping that that will help people, again, make plans about getting their uh, younger teens vaccinated in the upcoming week. Um, I think I, I think I got to all your questions, Stephanie. School sites. So I guess we could go on. The next question comes from the line of Ron Lynn. Ron, your line is unmuted. Please go ahead. Hello, doctor and supervisor. Thanks so much for speaking with us. Um, really appreciate it. I have questions each for the supervisor and for Dr. Ferrer. First, uh, supervisor, can you talk a little bit about what you're hearing from your constituents in terms of possible reasons why uh, Latino and Black residents and young residents and men are less likely to get vaccinated. Do you think it's an issue of personal hesitancy or is it more about making it easier uh, for people to get vaccinated? And then for Dr. Ferrer, um, uh, obviously good news about your projection that community immunity is expected in mid to late July. Can you talk a bit about, you know, does this take into account the fact that children aren't being immunized right now, the drop off in vaccine um, interests? And you know what are the factors that could lead us to miss this timing? And then if you could explain a little bit about when when we hit herd or community or community immunity, can you explain what that means to you know for the general population and how it would change what we can do? Thank you. <laughs> sure, I'd like to go first. Thank you uh, so much for the question, Ron. You know, I think one of the things <laughs> that I've seen and hearing is that there's still. Uh, access issues with respect to our Latino community. So anything that we can do to increase that capacity, meeting them where they're at, at their school sites, for example, opening up more than just the 50 that we have is important. I'm even thinking creatively that 
if there are big sports venues where young people go, soccer games, things of that nature, we need to be there. And we need to have figures, public figures that are celebrities that are known by this age group to come out and understand the importance. And, and it, it's even more powerful if someone in the family or, or a friend has already been vaccinated to kind of share that personal story with uh, this population, both African-American and I think Latino. For the Latino population, I am very concerned because we're only at what, 42% of our uh, Latinx uh, population in terms of the youth. So we still have a long way to go. And I know that uh, Dr. Ferrer and her team are doing everything we can, but we need to that we continue to message and that we appropriately let them know that there are no adverse uh, effects. I mean, if there are, there's going to be medical professionals available. The efficacy levels are very, very high and people need to uh, move away from what they're seeing on social media. I, I hear a lot of bad uh, things, misinformation about what the impacts that these uh, vaccines can, can do in terms of uh, potential harm. Well, the only harm that I see really is that you, you may get sick for a couple hours or something. And other than that, you're going to save your life and you're going to save someone else's life. Uh, so I think those messages have to continually be presented and we have to have truth speakers and people that have credibility in those populations, making that information available. So repeat, repeat and repeat, I think is really critical for us moving forward. Thank you for your question. You know, we, we, the best we can do right now is make projections on what we're seeing and what we're hearing. And, you know, again, I, I want to note that uh, we work with a, a huge network at this point of community-based organizations and providers um, to try to really make sure that, you know, we're both able to listen and to pivot and to be as flexible as possible in meeting needs. And, and the supervisor is absolutely correct. You know, the strategy right now is to pop up wherever people are already gathering um, and to use that strategy to help us make sure that, again, is, this is as easy as possible for folks to get vaccinated. But I do want to acknowledge that um, in doing that, that means that you're doing a lot more smaller sites than having large mega sites. Uh, and the way to make this work is, in fact, to do many, many more smaller sites, which is why you know, the questions, you know, what are we doing with our megapods? How are we going to break that down? Are we going to use our teams in a different way? I mean, you can already see that we have 185 mobile teams out this week. And when we started this, you know, we just had dozens of teams because we think that's a very effective strategy. But you have to then take a, that strategy to scale so that you'll still be able to vaccinate, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of people every week, some for their second dose, some for their first dose. Um, and, and I think that will work. Um, and I, I also, you know, completely agree with the supervisor's note, note about how important it is for trusted leaders in the community uh, to be able to have good information themselves and then to be able to share that information uh, with their families. Again, you know, I worked at Obregon Park and I, I want to say 60% of the people that came in there uh, on Saturday were men. Uh, men and, and older, old, older young, young boys, or they're not really boys, but um, you know, teen, teen, teenagers who were men as well. Um, and it was remarkable. And they were bringing their friends uh, and they were frankly happy to be there and felt like it was important uh, for them to come in and get vaccinated. But we made it a lot easier at that site. You don't need an appointment. 
And that site is in the middle of a community that many people can walk to or take a bus to. Uh, and that has to be the strategy moving forward, because you're right, if, if we're not successful, we delay uh, the point at which we get to community immunity. And uh, I, I know your question is, you know, what does community immunity mean if you have children, certainly 12 and under, I mean, under 12, who are not going to be able to get vaccinated? And how would that impact what you're going to, what we're all going to be able to do? All I can say is the more and more people that get vaccinated, the less and less there's community transmission. And among children, there was always less transmission. They're, they do transmit. They can get quite sick. Unfortunately, you know, we've lost five young people here in L.A. County uh, to COVID-19, but they tend to be uh, not as efficient uh, spreaders as as older as older teens were and as uh, as adults are. And that will stand in our favor. Uh, So I think the strategy is right. You know, you you try to get every adult uh, that's able to uh, vaccinated. You work really hard. Uh, with teens and their families so that they feel comfortable getting vaccinated. And then we, you know, wait until we've got vaccines that are safe and effective for younger people uh, to go ahead and be able to vaccinate younger people. And, you know, I know this question is, you know, when do we get rid of the masks? And I I think you're already seeing, you know, vaccinated people outdoors, much safer for you not to have a mask on. Vaccinated people, when you're around other people at small gatherings, even if they're not all vaccinated and you're outdoors, pretty safe for you to take your, your mask off. Uh, when will it be safe for us to be indoors? Well, one thing is it's already safe for fully vaccinated people when they're with other fully vaccinated people indoors to take their masks off. Um, so we are making great progress um, because we have so many people that are getting vaccinated. Uh, and that is, that is absolutely the opportunity to move forward. So thanks, and we can go on to the next question. Thank you, and we have time for one more question, and that question comes from the line of Jackie Fortier. Jackie, your line is unmuted. Please go ahead. Ooh, that's exciting. Okay, hi. Uh, you said 9%, Dr. Ferrer, of people have not received their second dose. Can you explain how that was calculated, please? Um, and at what point is it too late to get a second dose? Uh, and then my last question, 9% is higher than the national average that the CDC released a couple of weeks ago, so we might not be comparing apples to apples here. But, I mean, does that 9% concern you? Thank you. Um, yeah, it's a great question, Jackie. So we go into the California Immunization Registry and we look at everybody who's been uh, vaccinated and we look at first doses and uh, second doses, and then we figure out for people uh, we, we look at when it's a huge task, obviously. We look at when people got the second dose, figure out if that was timely or that was slightly late, and then try to calculate uh, those who missed a second dose. And I, I want to go back to what I said earlier when, frankly, the number was much larger because we weren't able to do the analysis of how many people were just a little bit late on getting their second dose. Um, but I want to go back to um, one of the one of the hard questions to answer is there are some people who have marked down that they were getting a first dose, uh, but it was actually a second dose and they got their first dose somewhere else, not in L.A. County, probably not in the state. It's not in our registry. Um, and therefore, a certain number of those folks that are in that nine percent uh, actually are misclassified and, and they are fully vaccinated, but hard for us to tell uh, because we don't really go into a national a registry to look at this. 
Um, and in terms of, of when it's too late, I mean, our advice to folks has been, you know, obviously come in as close to uh, the time period when, you know, your need to come in uh, three weeks after you had your first dose for Pfizer, four weeks after you had your uh, first dose for Moderna. You do have this window, a very generous window about two weeks later for both vaccines. And then, in fact, um, you know, uh, that's not really a uh, uh, set in stone number either. I think it really depends on your individual circumstance as to what the advice is going to be for whether you need to start over. We're very clear that when folks have missed uh, significantly that window to come in for the second dose, uh, that they need to consult with us uh, at our vaccination sites. We have you know clinicians at all of the sites or with their uh, or with their physician or clinician, their own physician or clinician, to make that determination. I will say there are, there are people with extraordinarily difficult circumstances. Uh, they're undergoing chemotherapy. They have an immune a system that's immune compromised, and they're working out with their care team already what the scheduling needs to be for first and second doses. So for some people, uh, they're purposely uh, going to be late, and that's something that they worked out with their provider. But thanks for that. Thank you. And that concludes the English portion of our conference. And now we will transition to remarks in Spanish with Supervisor Solis. Supervisor Solis, go ahead. Yes. Uh, buenas tardes. Uh, soy Supervisora Hilda Solis, Presidenta de la Junta de Supervisores del Condado de Los Ángeles. Primero, quiero decirles. Feliz Día de los Madres para todos quienes están celebrando hoy de México, El Salvador y Guatemala. Esto es para nuestras madres, las abuelitas, las tías y otros familiares que apoyan sus familias. En celebrando hoy, les pido que lo hagan sanamente y que consideran apoyando un negocio local si quieren comprar un regalito para sus mamás. Y en otras buenas noticias, los casos de COVID han bajado suficiente para que ahora seamos un de siete condados en el nivel amarillo. Ahora más residentes pueden visitar los restaurantes, cines, museos y otros lugares. Por la primera vez, bares pueden operar con servicios adentro del negocio y los parques de agua, las saunas y otros negocios pueden abrir. Considerando que estuvimos en lo peor de la pandemia hace cuatro meses, es increíble llegar a este punto. Nuestros esfuerzos de llegar como una de las áreas más impactados por COVID en el lugar con menos casos no ocurrió por accidente. Fue porque todos los negocios, residentes, departamentos de salud y muchos más nos unimos para proteger el salud de todo. Y también porque ahora estamos dispuestos a vacunarnos. La semana pasada, más de 8 millones de dosis de la vacuna fueron administradas en el condado de Los Ángeles. Más de 5 millones de residentes recibieron su primera dosis. Y más de 3 millones están completamente vacunados. Es increíble. Casi 60% de residentes elegibles en el condado han recibido una dosis. Pero tenemos mucho más trabajo por delante si queremos terminar con esta pandemia. 
Todavía hay más de 3 millones de residentes elegibles en el condado que no se han vacunado y ese número va a crecer cuando más personas jóvenes sean elegibles para, este, para estas vacunas. Es fácil recibir una vacuna. A todos nuestros sitios del condado, farmacias como CVS y otras clínicas pueden recibir una vacuna sin ser una cita. Hay más de 700 sitios y más de 100 clínicas móviles y más de 50 escuelas administrando la vacuna en el condado de Los Ángeles. Si usted ya está vacunado, por favor comparta esta experiencia con, uh, con el bienestar, con todos que conoces. Para todos los que han recibido la segunda vacuna de Moderna o Pfizer, es muy importante que reciban la segunda. Es la única manera de estar completamente protegidos en contra del COVID y los otros variantes. Para encontrar un sitio de vacunas, por favor visite vacunatelosangeles.com o simplemente llama 833-540-0473. Hasta que más gente se vacuna, es importante compartir que esta pandemia todavía no ha terminado. El condado va a seguir dando recursos durante esta pandemia. Hoy les comparto los esfuerzos de parte del, con, del Centro de Ayuda para Desastres, Disaster Help Center. El centro fue lanzado con una meta para ayudar a los dueños de negocios, trabajadores, dueños de casa y muchos más durante la pandemia. El centro recibe llamadas cada día de, de residentes sobre recursos como en LA Recovery Fund, fondos para negocios, asistencia, pagando la renta y otros asuntos. Desde su inicio, el centro ha recibido 37,800 llamadas y 2,700 correos electrónicos en varios idiomas. Si tiene usted preguntas o necesita recursos, puede simplemente llamar a 833 238-4450. Y para los que tienen dificultad pagando la renta durante la pandemia, hay un programa que, la, que lanzamos en marzo que les puede ayudar. Este programa ayuda a personas de bajo ingreso para rentar utilidades y pagos atrasados. El programa reembolsa a dueños de propiedades de renta entre el primer de abril del 2 2020 y el 31 de marzo de 2021. Pueden recibir hasta 80% de reembolso por renta que no recibieron si están de acuerdo con reunirse uh, 20%. Personas que rentan pueden aplicar aunque los propietarios no aplican. Si quiere ver si usted califica, por favor llama a este número 833 430-2122. 833-430-2122. Llame si usted quiere a 7 de la mañana hasta 7 de la tarde todos los días. No importa su estatus migratoria. Sabemos que muchos necesitan esta ayuda y apoyo. Por favor, llaman ahora si quieren a recibir esta asistencia. Y ahora me da bastante gusto introducir a Jacqueline Valenzuela, 
con, que está con el Departamento de Salud Pública. Muchísimas gracias a todos. Muchas gracias. Hoy compartiremos actualizaciones sobre casos, hospitalizaciones y muertes por COVID-19. Una actualización sobre centros de enfermería especializada e información sobre vacunas entre varios grupos importantes. También compartiremos proyecciones sobre cuánto tiempo puede llevarnos a acercarnos a la inmunidad comunitaria y nueva información sobre nuestros sitios de vacunación fijos y móviles, incluidos detalles sobre cómo llevar una unidad de vacunación móvil a su a lugar de trabajo. Comenzaremos con nuestros números diarios que reflejan un retraso en los informes del fin de semana. Nos entristece informar cuatro muertes adicionales hoy. Esto eleva el número total de muertes a 24,003 en el condado de Los Ángeles. Hoy estamos reportando 179 nuevos casos. Esto eleva el número total de casos en el condado de Los Ángeles a 1,235,797. En la actualidad hay 389 personas hospitalizadas con COVID-19. Y hasta la fecha se han realizado y reportado al condado de Los Ángeles pruebas de más de 6 millones y medio de personas. La tasa de casos positivos acumulados a la fecha es del 17%. Next slide, please. Este gráfico muestra líneas de tendencia en casos, hospitalizaciones y muertes desde el 1 de marzo del 2020 hasta el 2 de mayo del 2021. El número de casos sigue siendo bajo y estable. Al 2 de mayo vimos un promedio diario de 251 casos reportados, una disminución del 44% con respecto a los 447 del 2 de abril. Las hospitalizaciones disminuyeron a 395 en mayo, un 35% menos que las 700, perdón, 607 de abril. Y el 2 de mayo informamos un promedio de tres muertes diarias, eh, cual es 77% menos que las 13 del mes anterior. Next slide, please. En los centros de enfermería especializada, los residentes son particularmente vulnerables debido a enfermedades preexistentes, al uh, envejecimiento del sistema inmune y por el entorno congregado. Estas instalaciones han vivido tres olas durante esta pandemia. Durante la primera, primavera y el verano del 2020 y otra durante noviembre y febrero. Los hogares de ancianos no vieron un aumento tan significativo en el invierno como la población en general, lo que refleja las muchas prácticas para el control de infecciones que se implementaron a medida que mejor comprendimos la transmisión del virus. En los primeros meses de la pandemia, desconocíamos el impacto de las personas infectadas asintomáticas y nos enfrentamos con suministros limitados de pruebas y equipo de protección personal. Next slide, please. Por ser más vulnerables a este virus, el personal y los residentes de los centros de enfermería especializada fueron algunos de los primeros angelinos en recibir la vacuna de COVID-19. Pusimos las primeras dosis a disposición de este grupo a mediados de diciembre. 
por una variedad de razones, el aumento que vimos durante el año nuevo comenzó a disminuir en todo el condado en múltiples poblaciones mucho antes de que la vacuna se extendiera a todos. Pero los residentes de estos centros vieron una caída mayor en los casos semanales que la población en general. Entre el 31 de enero y el 10 de abril, los casos disminuyeron un 92% en todo el condado de Los Ángeles, mientras que en los residentes de centros de enfermería de 65 años o más, los casos disminuyeron un 98%. Nuestro esfuerzo para vacunar a los residentes en estos centros nos llevó a ver tasas de vacunación más altas entre estas personas que entre las personas mayores que viven en la comunidad. Mire estos datos de una de nuestras encuestas semanales de los centros de enfermería especializada del condado de Los Ángeles. El 84% de los residentes que respondieron, eh, muchos de los cuales tienen más de 80 años, habían recibido al menos una dosis de vacuna, mientras que solo el 73% de los adultos que viven en la comunidad recibieron al menos una dosis. También nos complace observar que muchos de los residentes de estos centros habían completado su serie de vacunas y que el 80% de, la, de los residentes de estos centros respondieron que habían recibido dos dosis de la vacuna. Next slide, please. Mientras tanto, como puede ver en este gráfico, los brotes en estas instalaciones han disminuido desde enero y continúan en niveles muy bajos. Estamos muy agradecidos por el arduo trabajo de nuestros socios en estas instalaciones y nuestros equipos aquí en el Departamento de Salud Pública, quienes han hecho posibles estos logros tan positivos. Next slide, please. Nos gustaría informarles eh, sobre nuestros esfuerzos actuales para vacunar a los residentes del Condado de Los Ángeles. Al 30 de abril hemos administrado más de uh, 8,492,810 eh, dosis de vacuna en el condado. De estas, uh, más de 5 millones fueron primeras dosis y más de 3 millones eh, fueron segundas dosis. Next slide, please. Esta línea de tendencia que eh, muestra la cantidad de personas vacunadas en el condado de Los Ángeles y representa lo lejos que hemos llegado desde el primero de enero. Es maravilloso ver que esta línea sigue aumentando, aunque a un ritmo ligeramente más lento ahora que a principios del año. Queremos agradecer a todos en el condado de Los Ángeles que se han vacunado, uh, manteniéndonos a todos más seguros. Next slide, please. Eh, también queremos compartir información sobre nuestro progreso en la vacunación de personas mayores en los grupos raciales y étnicos más afectados por la pandemia. El 62% de nuestros adultos afroamericanos de 65 años o más han recibido al menos una dosis de la vacuna, al igual que el 64% de los adultos mayores latinos, el 71% de adultos mayores indígenas americanos nativos de Alaska y el 76% de los adultos mayores asiáticos. El 78% de los residentes blancos han recibido al menos una dosis. Next slide, please. Cuando también tomamos en cuenta a los adultos más jóvenes y a los adolescentes, queda claro cuánto más trabajo tenemos que hacer. Solo el 38% de los residentes afroamericanos en el condado de Los Ángeles de 16 años o más 
han sido vacunados, al igual que el 42% de las personas latinas en este grupo de edad y el 58% de los indígenas americanos nativos de Alaska. Esto se compara con el 60% entre los residentes blancos de 16 años o más y el 68% de los asiáticos en este grupo de edad. Tenga en cuenta que el número de nativos de Hawái o de las Islas del Pacífico que figuran como vacunados puede estar sobreestimado y que, por lo tanto, el porcentaje de vacunados también está sobreestimado. Next slide, please. Aunque nos complace eh, que la aceptación de la vacuna haya sido tan buena entre nuestros adultos mayores, también tenemos traba trabajo por hacer para aumentar la aceptación entre las poblaciones más jóvenes. Solo el 54% de los adultos de 30 a 49 años han recibido una dosis de la vacuna, mientras que solo el 45% de los adultos de 18 a 29 años han sido vacunados. Aunque los jóvenes de 16 y 17 años solo han podido recibir la vacuna desde mediados de abril, el ritmo de vacunación en este grupo ha disminuido desde entonces y aproximadamente un tercio de los adolescentes de este grupo de edad se han vacunado. Next slide, please. Entre los adultos de 65 años o más, aproximadamente la misma proporción de hombres y mujeres están vacunados, 83 y 82% respectivamente. Next slide, please. Pero al considerar a todos los adultos, vemos disparidades en la vacunación por sexo, eh, con el 62% de las mujeres que han recibido al menos una dosis de la vacuna en comparación con el 56% de los hombres. Todas las brechas de las que hemos hablado nos indican que debemos mejorar el acceso y generar confianza en las tres vacunas disponibles. El jueves daremos información actualizada sobre la amplia red de socios comunitarios que implementan estrategias innovadoras para aumentar el alcance y educar a la población. En unos minutos compartiremos información sobre mejoras en el acceso. Next slide, please. Las vacunas han sido nuestra herramienta más poderosa para mantener bajos los casos, hospitalizaciones y fallecimientos durante los últimos meses. Las vacunas Pfizer y Moderna, que constituyen el 94% de las vacunas que administramos en el condado de Los Ángeles, brindan la máxima protección cuando las personas reciben dos dosis separadas por tres o cuatro semanas según la marca de la vacuna. Queremos compartir algunos números que muestran lo bien que estamos haciendo eh, que ambas dosis lleguen a los brazos de las personas que se vacunan. Al 3 de mayo, de aproximadamente 3 millones de personas que habían recibido al menos una dosis de eh, la vacuna Pfizer o Moderna, el 84% había recibido su segunda dosis a tiempo. Otro 7% recibió su segunda dosis tarde y el 9% aún no había recibido su segunda dosis. Como mencionamos antes, la inmunidad comunitaria es un nivel de vacunación que protege incluso a aquellas personas que no pueden vacunarse. Aunque no estamos seguros de qué porcentaje de la población necesita vacunarse para alcanzar este nivel, creemos que probablemente sea alrededor del 80%. Queremos compartir eh, nuestras proyecciones de hasta dónde tenemos que llegar en el condado de Los Ángeles para alcanzar la inmunidad comunitaria. 
Actualmente, cada semana estamos administrando alrededor de 400,000 inyecciones a los residentes del condado de Los Ángeles y nos hace falta alrededor de un millón y medio más de primeras dosis para poder lograr que el 80% de todos los residentes del condado de Los Ángeles de 16 años o más hayan recibido al menos una inyección. Al ritmo que vamos, esperamos alcanzar este nivel a mediados o finales de julio. Next slide, please. El enfoque de aquí en adelante es hacer que vacunarse sea lo más fácil posible para los grupos de la población actualmente elegibles. Con esto en mente, seguimos teniendo más sitios que ofrecen vacunas en todo el condado. Este mapa muestra todos los sitios en el condado de Los Ángeles donde ofrecemos vacunas esta semana. Esta semana hay 755 sitios que ofrecen vacunas, incluidas farmacias, clínicas, sitios comunitarios y hospitales. Las áreas de color verde pálido aquí indican los códigos postales donde varios factores contribuyen a niveles más bajos de salud comunitaria. Puede ver que muchos de nuestros sitios de vacunación se concentran en estas áreas que han sido duramente afectadas por la pandemia. Queremos que sea lo más fácil posible obtener una vacuna si vive en estas comunidades. Actualmente puede recibir la vacuna en los ocho sitios administrados por el condado, todos los sitios administrados por la ciudad de Los Ángeles y casi todos los sitios móviles y muchos de los sitios comunitarios sin necesidad de hacer cita previa. Muchos sitios están abiertos los fines de semana y en la noche. Visite vacunatelosangeles.com para encontrar una cita, una cita cerca de usted. Next slide, please. Continuamos apoyando a los equipos móviles que llevan las vacunas a los vecindarios para llegar a las personas que pueden tener eh, limitaciones en capacidad y tiempo para llegar a uno de los sitios de vacunación establecidos. Esos equipos han establecido sitios a los que van a diario para ofrecer vacunas sin cita previa en lugares públicos como estaciones de metro, mercados de alimentos y parques. En este mapa, las áreas de color verde pálido nuevamente indican códigos postales de bajos recursos. Los marcadores azules indican los 185 sitios donde nuestros equipos móviles ofrecerán vacunas esta semana, que notará que se concentran en áreas de mayor necesidad y más afectadas por COVID-19. Next slide, please. Estamos aumentando nuestra capacidad para llevar la vacuna a los lugares de trabajo y otros lugares del condado. En esta gráfica puede ver una imagen del formulario que publicaremos en nuestra, nuestra página de internet a finales de esta semana, donde podrá indicar su interés en traer un equipo móvil de vacunas a su organización. Muchas gracias a los socios de la comunidad que han trabajado arduamente para aumentar la conciencia del importante trabajo que están haciendo estos equipos. Next slide, please. A medida que se acerca el día de conmemoración a los caídos y la temporada de graduación escolar, sabemos que muchos de ustedes están planificando viajes, reuniones y fiestas para, reunir, para reunirse con sus seres queridos. Imagínense cuánto más agradables serán estas reuniones si usted y sus seres queridos se vacunan. Realmente podrá divertirse sin preocuparse por la propagación de COVID-19. Por lo tanto, mientras hace planes para la comida, la bebida y las decoraciones, también haga un plan para vacunarse. 
queremos recordarle el lapso que debe pasar entre la primera inyección para ser considerado, considerado completamente vacunado, eh, dependiendo de la vacuna que reciba. Para todas las vacunas, solo se considera que está completamente protegido dos semanas de que se hayan completado todas las dosis requeridas. Para la vacuna Johnson Johnson, que es de una dosis, eso significa que se considera que está completamente, eh, completamente protegido dos semanas después de su, de su única inyección. Pero para las vacunas Pfizer y Moderna, que implican dos inyecciones con varias semanas de diferencia, eso significa que solo se considera que está completamente protegido dos semanas después de la segunda inyección. Next slide, please. Permítanos mostrarle lo que queremos decir con el uso de un calendario. Si no está vacunado hoy, puede ir a uno de nuestros sitios de vacunación administrados por el condado y recibir una vacuna Johnson Johnson. Luego, dos semanas más tarde, se considera que está completamente vacunado. Eso significa que estará listo para pasar un buen rato con los demás antes del feriado del día de uh, conmemoración a los caídos. Next slide, please. La vacuna Pfizer se administra en dos dosis, con la segunda dosis no antes de tres semanas después de la primera uh, dosis. Entonces, si recibiría su primera vacuna eh, de Pfizer hoy, podría recibir su segunda vacuna el día de conmemoración a los caídos. Luego, dos semanas después, estaría completamente vacunado y listo para una fiesta de graduación tan pronto como el 15 de junio. Si usted es un adolescente que planea asistir a un campamento o a comenzar un trabajo de verano, mire su calendario y sepa que para tener una protección completa, deberá recibir ambas dosis de la vacuna Pfizer y luego esperar dos semanas. Next slide, please. Mientras tanto, la vacuna moderna se administra en dos dosis separadas por no menos de cuatro semanas. Entonces, si hoy recibe su primera dosis de Moderna, podría recibir la segunda el 7 de junio y luego estar listo para la fiesta dos semanas después, el 21 de junio. Lo que elija dependa de usted, pero para un verano lleno de diversión y sin preocupaciones, uh, es mejor elegir una de las vacunas y hacer un plan para recibirla. Y como recordatorio, si planea viajar, solo las personas completamente vacunadas no están obligadas a ponerse en cuarentena durante los 10 días después de su regreso al condado de Los Ángeles. Tiene mucho sentido pensar con anticipación sobre cómo aprovechar la diversión del verano asegurándose con anticipación de estar completamente vacunado. Next slide, please. Podemos ayudarla a encontrar un sitio que pueda administrarle la vacuna que desea. Eh, simplemente visite vacunatelosangeles.com o llame al número que aparece aquí, 833-540-0473. Muchas gracias. Uh, and it looks like we have no questions in the queue for today, so we'll go ahead and move on to remarks in Armenian. Thank you. Շնորհակալություն Վերահսկիչ Սոլիսին եւ ողջ Վերաստուգիչ Խորովթին։ Մենք հորապես գնահատում ենք Լոս Անջելոս շրջանի բնակիչներին պաշտպանելու ձեր ջանքերը եւ ուրախ ենք տեսնել 
ձեր քրդնաջան աշխատանքի արդյունքները պատվաստումների այս աճող թվերի եւ անընդհատ ցածր դրական թվերի մեջ այսօր ես կկիսվեմ ցարմացումներ կովիդ 19-ի դեպքերի հոսպիտալացման եւ մահվան դեպքերի ցարմացում հմուտ բուժքուրական հաստատությունների եւ կարևոր ենթախմբերում պատվաստումների վերաբերյալ տեղեկությունների մասին Ես նաև կկիսվեմ կանխատեսումներով այն մասին, թե որքան ժամանակ է կարող տվել մեզ համայնքին անձեռնամխելության մոտենալու համար եւ ցարմացումներ մեր ֆիքսված եւ շարժական պատվաստումների կայքերում ներառյալ տեղեկություններ պատվաստման շարժական ստորաբաժանումների ձեր աշխատավայրը հասցնելու համար ներկա իրավիճակի վերաբերյալ այսօր ցավով հայտնում ենք եւս 4 մահվան մասին մեկ անձը 80 տարեկանից բարձր է եւ ունեցել է ուղեկցող առողջական խնդիրներ երկու անձը 65 տարեկանից 79 են եւ երկուսն էլ ունեցել են ուղեկցող առողջական խնդիրներ մեկը 18 տարեկանից 29 էր եւ նույնպես ունեցել է ուղեկցող առողջական խնդիրներ Սա վերում է ընդհանուր մահերի թիվը 24003-ի Լոս Անջելոս շրջանում։ Այսօր հայտնում ենք 179-ը նոր դեպքերի մասին։ Եվ սա վերում է Լոս Անջելոս շրջանի դրական դեպքերի ընդհանուր թիվը 1,237,797։ Այս դեպքերը ներառում են 53,082 Լոնգ-Վիչ քաղաքում մեր գործընկերների կողմից գրանցված դեպքեր իսկ փաստենա քաղաքի կողմից գրանցված 11252 դեպքեր որոնք ունեն անկախ առողջապահական բաժանումներ ներկայումս հոսպիտալացվել են 389 մարդ ավելի քան 6.5 կես միլիոն մարդ դեստավորվել են եւ արդյունքները զուզեկուցվել են Լոս Անջելոս շրջան որոնցից հավաքական 17% դրական է 2020 թվականի մարտի 1-ից մինչև 21 թվականի մայիսի 2-ը դրական թվերը շարունակում են մնալ ցածր եւ կայուն։ Մայիսի 2-ին մենք տեսանք 251 օրեկան միջին հաշվարկված դեպք 44%-ով նվազելով ապրիլի 2-ի 447 դեպքերից։ Հոսպիտալացումը մայիսին նվազել է հասնելով 395-ի 35%-ով պակաս ավելի ամսվայվեցարյոթ դեպքերից իսկ մայիսի 2-ին մենք հաղորդեցինք օրեկան միջին 3 մահվան դեպքեր 77%-ով պակաս քան մենք հաղորդել ենք մեկ ամիս առաջ 13-ը հմուտ բուժքույրական հաստատություններում բնակիչները հատկապես խոցելի են նախապես գոյություն ունեցող հիվանդության կամ իմունային համակարգի ծերացման ինչպես նաև համայնքային կենթանի միջավայրի պատճառով այս համաճարակի ընթացքում այս հաստատությունները ունեցել են 3 ալիք մեկը 2020 թվականի գարնանը ու ամառը եւ մեկը նոյեմբերից փետրվար ընկած ժամանակը հատվածները ծերանոցները զգալի աջ են նկատել ձմերը որպես ընդհանուր բնակչություն արտացոլելով մեղմացման եւ բարակների վերահսկման բազմաթիվ փորձեր որոնք ներդրվել են երբ մենք ավելի շատ պատկերացում ունեցանք վիրուսի փոխանցման մասին համաճարակի առաջին 
ամիսներին մենք տեղյակ չեինք, ասիմտոմատիկ վարակիրների անձանց տերի մասին և փորջությունների։ Եվ մատակարարման հարցում լուրջ ամբավարարություններ էին հանդիպում։ Այս վերուսի նկատմամբ իրենց բացարի խոցելույությունն պաճարով հմուտ բուշքուրական հաստատությունների աշխատակիցներ տարբեր պատճառներով ծմրանը տեսած ալիքը սկսես նահանջել ամբող շրջանը։ Բազմաթիվ բնավջության շրջանում միջև պատվաստանյութերը բոլորին էր պոխանցվել։ Բայց ծերանոցի հաստաճուններում դոս անժլու շրջանի դեպքերը նվազել են 92 տոքոսով, մինչ դեր դեպքերը իչել են 98 տոքոսով, վեծ տոքոսային կետով ավելի հմուտ բուշքուրական հաստատությունների 65 և ավելի բարցեր բնակիչների մով։ Հաստատու կան համայնքային ապրող տարեցների։ Ապրելի 25-ից 30-ը անցկացված 325 լոսանջերը շրջանի հմուտ բուշքուրական հաստատությունների մեր ամեն շապացյա հետազոտության տվյալները ծույց տվեցին, որ պատասխանող Մինչ տեր միայն համայնքում բնակվող մեծահասակների 73 տոքոսն է ունեցել մեկ տեղաճապ։ Ուրախենք նաև նշել, որ այդ հաստատությունների բնակիչներ շատերը ավարտել են պատվաստումների շարքը, որի բնակիչների 80 առողջապահության դիպարտամենտում գտնվող մեր չիմերի կրտնաջան աշխատանքի համար, ովքեր հնարավոր դարձրին այս դրական զարգացումը։ Ես կծանկանայի ձեզ տղեկացնել լոսաջլս բնակիշներին պատվաստելու մեր Կրանցից ավելի կան 5 միլոնը առաջին դեղաճապեր էին, իսկ ավելի կան 3 միլոնը եկրոր դեղաճապեր։ Ես ուզում եմ շնրակալություն հայտնել լոս անջելոս շրջանում բոլորին, ովքեր իրենց բաժինն են արել, ոգնելու տարեցների պատվաստելու մեր առանչիմթացի մասին։ 65 կամ ավել բարցր տարիքի մեր սևամորդ մեծահասակների 62 տոքոս նստացել պատվաստանյութի արնվազն մեկ տեղաճապ, ինչպես նաև լատինական ծերերի 64 տոքոսը, հնդիկ ամերիկացիների 
Spitak bnaikishneri yotanasun ut tokosa stacelen arnavazun mekteracha. Yerp hashpen karnum naev aveli mezahasaknerin yev terahasnerin, parze darnum vor, urkan shat ashatan kepet kanel. Patvastel sevamurt bnaikishneri tasnavetsit yev parze tariki mean yerasun ut tokosa. Այս տարիքային խմբի լատինական մարդկանց 42 տոկոսը եւ ամերիկացի հնդիկ ալյասկայ բնիկների 58 տոկոսը։ Սա համատվում է այս տարիքային խմբերի սպիտակամորթ 16 եւ բարձր բնակիչների 60 տոկոսի եւ ասիական բնակիչների 68 տոկոսի հետ։ Խնդրում ենք նկատի ունենալ, որ պատվաստանյութերի շարքում նշված Հավայան եւ Խաղաղոսյան կղզիների բնիկների ցիվը կարող է գեր գնահատված լինել եւ որ պատվաստված տոկոսը նույնպես գեր գնահատում է։ Չնայած մենք ուրախ ենք, որ պատվաստանյութերը ընդհանում են այնքան ուժեղը եւ տարեցների շրջանում ոչ մի ռասայական եւ էթնիկական պատկանելության են առաջացնում անհանգստացնող բացեր Այլ անելիքներ ունեն գերտասարտ բնակչության ուղղությամբ։ 30-49 տարեկան մարդկանց միայն 54 տոկոսն է պատվաստանյութ ստացել մեկ դեղաչափ, մինչդեռ 18-ից 20-ին տարեկանների միայն 45 տոկոսը։ Չնայած 16-ից 17 տարեկան պատանիները պատվաստման իրավունք ունեն միայն ապրիլի կեսերից, Այդ ժամանակից ի վեր այս խմբում պատվաստումները դանդաղել են եւ այս տարիքային խմբի դրահասների մոտ մեկ երրորդը պատվաստվել է։ 65 եւ ավելի մեծահասակների շրջանում պատվաստված են տղամարդկանց եւ կանանց մտավորապես նույն քանակը։ Համապատասխանաբար 83 եւ 82 տոկոս։ Բայց դիտելով բոլոր մեծահասակներին որպես ամբողջություն մենք տեսնում ենք սերը կողմից պատվաստումների ամենահամապատասխանությունները կանանց 62 տոկոսը ստացել են առնվազը մեկ տեղաչափ դրամարտկանց 56 տոկոսի համար։ Մեր ընդգծած գործողության կոչերը մաչելությունը բավարարելու եւ հասանելի պատվաստանյութերի նկատմամբ վստահություն ստեղծելու համար։ Ինքշապտի օրը մենք տեղեկատվություն կտրամադրենք համայնքային գործընկերների հսկայական ցանցի վերաբերյալ, որոնք իրականացնում են իրազերկման եւ կրթության նորարարական ռազմավարություններ։ Եվ մի քանի ռոպեից մենք կսվենք տեղեկատվություն հասանելության բարելավման վերաբերյալ։ Վերջին մի քանի ամիսների ընթացքում պատվաստանյութերը մեր ամենահզոր դաշնակիցներն են եղել դեպքերի հոսպիտալացման եւ մահվան դեպքերի ցածր պահելու գործում։ Ֆայզեր եւ մոդեռնա պատվաստանյութերը, որոնք կազմում են մեր պատվաստանյութերի 94 տոկոսը Լոս Անջելոսում, ապահովում են առավելագույն պատվաստվածությունը, երբ մարդիկ ստանում են երկու դեղաչափ, որոնք բաժանվում են 3 կամ 4 շաբաթով կախված ապրանկանիշից։ Մայսի 3-ի դրությամբ մոտ 3 միլիոն մարդուց, ովքեր ստացել են Արնվազը մեկ դեղաչափ, Ֆայզեր կամ Մոդեռնա պատվաստանյութ, որ ստոկոսը ժամանակին ստացել են երկրորդ։ 7 տոկոս երկրորդ դեղաչափը ստացել է ուշ, 9 տոկոսը դերչի ստացել է 
ծերել հասնել նրանց, ովքեր բաց են թողել իրենց երկրորդ տղաչափերը։ Ինչպես արդեն նշել եմ, համայնքային անձրնանախելոյությունը համայնքային պատվաստումների մակարտակ է, որը պաշպանում են նույնիսկ այն մարդկանց, ովքեր չեն կարող պատվաստվել։ Չնայած մենք վստա չենք, որ բնակչության քանի տոկոսն է պետք պատվաստվել, որպեսի հասնի այն մակարդակին, մենք կարծում ենք, որ դա հավանաբար մոտ 80 տոկոսն է։ Ես ուզում էի կիսվել մեր կանխատեսումներով, թե որքան հերու պետք է գնանք լոս անջելոսում, միջև հասնենք համայնքների անձրնը մխելությանը։ Ներկայում ես որոնք պետք է անցնեն լոսանջոր շրջանի բոլոր բնակիչների 80 տոգոսը, 16 տարեկան և բարցեր ստացել են արնվազը մեկ տեղաչավ։ Այս տեմպերով, որոնք մենք գնում ենք, ակնկալում ենք, որ այս մակարդակին կհասնենք Այս նպատակով մենք շարունակում ենք ավելի շատ կայքեր ունենալ պատվաստանյութեր առաջարկող վայրերում։ Այս շապատ պատվաստանյութեր առաջարկող 755 կայք կա։ Այդ հվում դեղատներ, կլինիկաներ, համայնքային լոս անջելոսում գտնվող կաղաքային բոլոր կայքերում, գրեթե բոլոր շարժական կայքերում և համայնքի շատ կայքերում առանց նախնական ժամատրության։ Շատ կայքեր բաց են հանգստյան որերին և ունեն երեկոյան ժամեր որոնք պատվաստանյութերը տեղափոխում են թաղամասեր հասնելու այն մարդկանց, ովքեր կարող են սահմանապակ կարողություն կամ ժամանակ ունենալ հասնելու սամանված պատվաստումների կայքերից մեկը։ Այս թիմերը գործում են Մենք մեծացնում ենք պատվաստանյութի շրջանը աշխատավայր և այլ վայրեր բերելու մեր կարողությունները։ Երբ հիշատակի որվա և դպրոցների ավարտական շրջանը մուտենում է, ես գիտեմ, որ ձեզանիչ շատերը պլանավորում որքան հաջելի կլինի այդ հավարքույթները, եթե դուք և ձեր սիրելիները պատվաստված լինեք, ինչպես կկարողանակ զվարճանալ առանց անհանգստանալու կլինի տարացման մանք։ Այսպես, որ երբ պլան է կազմում խմիչկի ամբողջության պաշպանված կաբաժիները ավարդվելուց երկու շապատ անց։ Ջոնսոն և ջանսոն մեկ դեղաճապ պատվաստանյութի համար դա նշանակում է, որ ձեր մեկ պատվաստումից երկու շապատ անց դուք լիովին պաշպանված եք։ 
Thank you. Now the remarks in Korean. Anyashimika daily reporter Manjo Basimdrigesnida. Jumai Bogoruine Chioni Summer Alodrinida. Yugamsrokedo owner Demyonge Sero Samang Zaka Buko deosnida. Hamyongun Pashipse Isangigo Kijojirani isos Jumyong Oseso Chiship Kuse Sayoko Kijojirani isosnida. 또한 명은 18에서 29세 사이였고 기저질환이 없었습니다. 이로써 LA 카운티에서 총 사망자 수는 24,003명입니다. 오늘 179명의 새로운 케이스가 보고되었고 이로써 LA 카운티에서의 총 케이스 수는 123,5797명입니다. 현재 COVID-19로 389명이 병원에 입원해 있습니다. 오늘까지 650만 명이 테스트를 받았고 누적 양성 확진률은 17%였습니다. 2020년 3월 1일부터 2021년 5월 2일까지 케이스 수와 입원자 수또 사망자 수를 비교해보면 케이스 수는 계속해서 안정적으로 낮은 수치입니다. 5월 2일에 평균 1일 케이스 수가 251명이었는데 4월 2일에는 447명으로 이보다 44% 감소한 수치였습니다. 병원 입원율도 5월에 395명으로 4월에 607명보다 35% 감소하였습니다. 5월 2일에 평균 1일 사망자 수는 3명이었는데 한달 전인 13명보다 77% 감소한 수였습니다. 전문 간호시설에서는 거주민들이 특히 취약한데 왜냐하면 기저질환을 가지고 있거나 고연령으로 인한 면역시스템 그리고 공동주거 환경 때문입니다. 이 시설들에서는 팬데믹 동안 세번 급등이 있었는데 2020년 봄과 여름 그리고 11월에서 2월 사이였습니다. 겨울에는 널싱홈이 보통 인구보다 많이 증가하지는 않았는데 바이러스 확산에 대한 더 많은 점을 알게 되면서 감염 관리 조처를 취했기 때문이었습니다. 판다믹 초기에는 무증상 감염자들에 대해서 잘 몰랐었고 테스트나 개인 보호 장비 공급에 부족이 있었기 때문입니다. 이들의 특별한 취약점 때문에 전문 간호시설 스탭들과 
거주민들은 코비드 백신을 받은 첫 로스앤젤레스 주민이었습니다. 12월 중순에 이 그룹에게 첫 번째 백신이 접종되었습니다. 전문 간호시설 주민들은 보통 인구보다 더 케이스 수가 줄어들게 되었는데 1월 31일에서 4월 10일까지 LA 카운티의 케이스는 92% 감소한 것에 비해 전문 간호시설에서 65세 이상 주민들 가운데서는 98%가 감소하였습니다. LA 카운티의 325개 전문 간호시설에서 4월 25일부터 30일까지 설문조사를 한 데이터를 보면 84%의 거주민들이 응답을 하였고 이중 대부분이 80세 이상이며 적어도 한번 백신 접종을 받았는데 커뮤니티에 사는 성인들 중에서는 단지 73%만 적어도 한번 백신을 받았습니다. 거주민들 중에 80%가 두번 백신을 마친 상태입니다. 이 시설들에서 발병률도 1월부터 감소하였는데 계속해서 낮은 수치입니다. 4월 30일까지 LA 카운티에서 849만 2810개의 백신이 접종되었습니다. 이 중에 500만 개 이상이 첫 번째 접종이었고 300만 개 이상이 두 번째 백신이었습니다. 흑인들 중에 65세 이상 이 62%가 적어도 한번 백신을 접종받았고 라틴 계열은 64%, 아메리칸 인디안 알래스카 원주민은 71%, 동양인은 76%, 백인은 78% 적어도 한번 백신을 받았습니다. 더 젊은 층의 성인들과 청소년들을 포함하면 LA 카운티에서 흑인들 중에 16, 혹은 그 16세 혹은 그 이상의 연령층이 38%가 백신을 받았고 라틴 계열은 42%, 아메리카 알래스카 원주민은 58%, 백인은 60%, 동양인은 68%가 백신을 받은 상태입니다. 성인들 중에 30에서 49세 사이에서는 단지 54%가 한번 백신을 받았고 18에서 29세 사이에서는 단지 45%가 한번 백신을 받았습니다. 16에서 17세 사이는 4월 중순부터 백신 접종을 받기 시작하였는데 접종률이 줄어들었고 단지 3분의 1 정도만이 백신 접종을 받았습니다. 65세 이상의 주민분들 중에 남성과 여성 모두 83%, 82%로 비슷하게 백신 접종을 받은 것으로 보고되었습니다. 모든, 모든 성인들의 데이터를 보았을 때 62%의 여성이 적어도 한번 백신 접종을 받았고 56%의 남성이 한번 백신을 접종받았습니다. 지난 몇달 동안 백신은 케이스 수와 병원 입원자 수또 사망자 수를 낮추는데 가장 강력한 도구였습니다. 파이저와 모더나 백신은 LA 카운티에서 접종되고 있는 백신들의 94%가량에 달하는데 브랜드에 따라서 3주나 4주 간격으로 두번 접종을 받아야만 가장 보호가 많이 됩니다. 5월 3일까지 300만 명이 파이저나 모더나를 한번 백신 받았고 84%는 두 번째 백신을 받았습니다. 7%는 두 번째 백신을 늦게 받았고 9%는 아직 두 번째 접종을 받지 않은 상태입니다. 보건국은 계속해서 두 번째 저 백신 접종을 받지 않은 사람들에게 연락을 취하고 있습니다. 커뮤니티 면역력은 커뮤니티 백신 접종으로 
백신을 접종받지 않은 사람들까지도 보호를 받게 해주는 것입니다. 정확하게 몇 퍼센트의 인구가 백신을 받아야 하는지는 모르지만 약 80%로 생각이 됩니다. 현재 매주 약 400만 개의 백신이 접종되고 있는데 LA 카운티의 16세 이상 주민의 80%가 첫 번째 백신을 받도록 하기 위해서는 약 150만 개의 백신이 더 접종되어야 합니다. 현재 속도로는 7월 중순이나 말쯤에 1위 레벨에 이르게 될 것입니다. LA 카운티에서는 현재 약국이나 클리닉, 커뮤니티 장소, 병원을 비롯한 755개의 장소에서 백신 접종을 하고 있습니다. 많은 접종 장소들은 팬데믹으로 타격이 큰 지역에 밀집되어 있습니다. 만약 이 커뮤니티에 살고 있다면 백신을 아주 쉽게 접종받을 수 있도록 하기 위해 노력하고 있습니다. 현재 카운티에 우선 운영하는 8개의 장소에서 또 모든 LA시에서 운영하는 장소들에서 또한 모든 모빌 장소들과 많은 커뮤니티 장소들에서 예약 없이 백신 접종을 받으실 수 있습니다. 많은 정소, 장소들이 주말과 저녁에도 열 것입니다. 백신에잇LACounty.com 웹사이트에서 가까운 장소를 찾으실 수 있습니다. 이번 주에는 모빌팀이 185개의 장소에서 백신 접종을 하고 있으며 대부분 타격이 크고 필요가 많은 지역에 밀집되어 있습니다. 또한 백신을 일하는 장, 직장이나 단체에서 접종을 받을 수 있도록 하고 있습니다. 이번 주 추후에 모빌 백신팀이 여러분의 단체에 와서 백신 접종을 해주기를 원하시는 분들은 웹 신청서를 접수할 수 있을 것입니다. 메모리얼 데이와 졸업식 시즌이 다가오면서 많은 분들이 여행을 계획하고 또 사랑하는 사람들과 모임이나 파티를 갖기를 원하는 것을 알고 있습니다. 만약 여러분과 사랑하는 사람들이 모두 백신을 받았다면 코비드 확산에 대해 걱정 없이 재밌게 즐기실 수 있을 것입니다. 그러므로 음식이나 음료, 데코레이션을 계획할 때 백신을 접종받을 계획도 세우시기 바랍니다. 모든 백신들은 모든 접종을 마친 후 2주 후에 온전히 보호가 된다는 것을 기억하시기 바랍니다. 한 번만 맞는 존슨앤존슨 백신은 첫 번째 주사를 받은 후 2주 후에 온전히 보호가 됩니다. 화이자나 모더나 백신은 두번 주사 사이에 몇 주가 걸리기 때문에 두 번째 주사를 받은 후 2주 후에야 온전히 보호를 받는다고 할수 있을 것입니다. 만약 오늘 백신을 받지 않은 상태에서 카운티에 운영하는 백신 접종 장소에 가서 존슨앤존슨 백신을 받으신다면 2주 후에 온전히 보호를 받는 것이므로 메모리알 데이 때쯤에는 다른 사람들과 좋은 시간을 보낼 준비가 될 것입니다. 파이저 백신은 두번 접종을 받아야 하므로 두 번째 접종이 첫 번째 접종 3주 후에야 가능합니다. 만약 오늘 파이저 백신 첫 번째 접종을 받는다면 메모리알 데이에 두 번째 접종을 받게 될 것이고 그 2주 후에 온전히 접종을 마친 것이므로 6월 15일에 졸업 파티에 참석할 준비가 될 것입니다. 만약 청소년이 캠프에 참여하거나 여름에 일을 할 계획이라면 시작 날짜를 보고 언제 화이저 백신을 받아야 하는지 그후 2주 후에 온전히 보호를 받게 되는지 알아보아야 할 것입니다. 
모더나 백신은 4주 간격으로 두번 접종을 받아야 합니다. 그러므로 만약 오늘 모더나 백신 첫 번째 접종을 받는다면 두 번째 접종은 6월 7일에 그리고 2주 후인 6월 21일에 파티에 갈 준비가 될 것입니다. 어느 브랜드를 고를지는 자신에게 달려있지만 재미있고 걱정 없는 여름을 즐기시려면 지금 하나를 골라서 계획을 세우시기 바랍니다. 상기시켜 드리는 바는 만약 여행을 계획하고 계시다면 온전히 접종을 마친 사람만 LA 카운티에 돌아오신 후 10일 동안 자가격리를 하실 필요가 없다는 것입니다. 여름을 어떻게 보내실 것인지 생각해 보시고 미리 온전히 접종을 마치기 위해서 계획을 하시기 바랍니다. 백신의 lacounty.com 웹사이트를 방문하시거나 전화번호 833-540-0473으로 전화하셔서 백신을 받으실 수 있는 장소를 찾으시기 바랍니다. 감사합니다. Next, remarks in Mandarin. Thank you. 感谢您多少委员所联系女士和全体多少委员我们十分感谢你们为保护诺县居民所做的一切包括抗越来越多的诺县居民接种疫苗和治水走地的新冠病例今天我要和大家分享新的新冠病例住院及死亡方面的资料
这些地方至少有一例新冠病例，其中五十三例仍在调查之中，四千九百五十二例已结束调查。到目前为止，已有六百五十多万落选居民进行了新冠测试，并上报给公共公共卫生局的测试结果，累计的成阳率下降了一个百分比，达到了百分之十七。新增病例、死亡人数及住院人数，从三月一号到五月二号的数据表明，新冠病例是一直在呈下降趋势。从四月二号的每天四月四百四十七例，到五月二号的每天二百五十一例，下降达百分之四十四。五月份的住院人数为三百九十五例，相当于从四月份的六百零七例下降了百分之三十五。而五月二号的三例死亡人数，相当于一个月前的十三例，下降了百分之七十七。熟练护理中心每星期的新增病例、住院人数及死亡人数，在熟练护理中心因居民的年纪的缘故，其免疫能力下降，加上居住条件属于群居，造成这里的居民非常容易感染。这样的中心占。整个疫情中经历了三个阶段，在二零二零年的春季和夏季，及去年十一月份到今年的二月份这三个爆发期。随着我们对疫情传播的了解，加强了首领护理中心的防疫控制，所以在冬季这些护理中心并没有出现比其他群体更多的病例，而在防疫初期，由于我们对无症状感染者的认识不足。造成了严重的感染测试和防护不足的问题。首领护理中心的疫苗接种和病例趋势，因为首领护理中心的居民和工作人员的独有的脆弱性，我们让这里的居民和员工成为第一批接受新冠疫苗的人群。因为多个因素的影响。在我们将新冠疫苗接种提供给其他人群之前，我们已经见证了这些中心的病例趋于下降，尤其是这些中心的居民新发病例急剧下降。从一月三十一号到四月十号，全县落县新增病例下降了百分之九十二，而这些中心则下降了百分之九十八，多出了百分之六。这是针对这些中心百分之六十五上以上的人的统计数据。我们致力于为年长者公寓接种新冠疫苗的努力也取得了明显的成果。从四月二十五号到三十号，我们从三百二十五个熟脸护理中心所做的抽样调查显示，百分之八十四的居民，他们大部分年年龄超过百分之八十，超过八十岁都已接种了至少第一剂，而在其他社区，这一数据仅为百分之七十三。我们也很高兴看到百分之八十的居民已完成完成了新冠疫苗的接种，及完成了第二季的接种。熟练护理中心的新冠病毒的爆发，从一月份到现在为止，爆发数据已降低了到了非常低的水平。在此，我们感谢那些在这些熟练护理。中心工作的人员以及公共卫生局工作的人员，使他们的努力才让目前的
现实成了可能。疫苗接种的更新，截止四月三十号，总计有八百四十九万两千八百一十剂疫苗已接种，其中五百万剂为第一剂，三百万为第二剂。疫苗接种的趋势，从一月份开始，我们的疫苗接种进展巨大。尽管目前接种区域缓慢，但仍然持上升趋势。我在这里要感谢所有为疫苗接种做出贡献的所有的洛杉矶人们。逐一背景，六十五岁以上的逐一方面的，有关这次受疫情影响最严最严重的群体及年长者接种的资料。的逐一分配显示，百分之六十二的六十五上的人的黑人已接种至少一剂，而拉丁裔中有百分之六十四以上的六十五岁的人已接种了第一剂，对应的印第安及阿拉斯加的原住民这一数字为百分之七十一，亚裔对应的数据为百分之七十六。白人对应的数据是百分之七十八。十六岁以上的所有的人群中的群体逐一背景的分布，如果考虑十六岁以上的全体人员的接种，则这一数据为只有百分之三十的黑人已接种第一剂，百分之四十二的拉丁裔接受已接种第二第一剂，而这一数据对应印第安人。和阿拉斯加的原住民为百分之五十八，百分之六十的人是对应的白人，对应的亚裔这一数据为百分之六十八。疫苗接种按年龄分布，尽管疫苗接种在年长者中进行已非常顺利，但在年轻人中，我们现在要争取更多的年轻人去接种，必要缩小。不用旅行之间的差距，三十到四十九岁之间，只有百分之五十四的接种的人已接种第一剂；十八岁到十九二十九岁之间之间，只有百分之四十五的人接种了第一剂。尽管十六岁到十七岁之间刚刚才从四月中旬开始接种，但这一年纪范围的接种并不是非常快。只有百分之三十的人已接种第一剂。六十五岁以上的人按性别方面的分类，六十五岁以上的人男女比例比较接近，百分之三十的为男性，百分之二八十二的为女性。十六岁以上的性别方面的分类，十六岁以上作为整体，百分之六十二的女性已。接种，而只有百分之五十六的男性已接种。我们采取了各种体活动，以及各种提供了各种方便来为大家接种新冠疫苗提供方便，并让人们增强增强对三种疫苗的信心。到星期四，我们将与社会各社区合作，加强我们的社区宣传。教育工作，第二季和社区免疫。
。至今为止，疫苗是我们保持新鲜病例、住院人数及死亡人数低位数的非常有力的工具。其中，辉瑞和莫德纳的疫苗的有效率达 94% 诺县内的疫苗接种点，为了增加诺县居民的接种方便，我们一直致力于增加全县范围内的接种点。这星期，全县总计有七百五十五个接种点，包括各药店、诊所、社区场所及医院等等。我们尤其加强了疫情矫正地区的接种工作。同时，你可以通过八个县管理的、所有 LA 市管理的以及所有的移动点，而不需要预约。很多接种点同周末也开放，也有晚上开放的。请上 vaccinatelacounty.com 寻找你附近的接种点。vaccinatelacounty 点 com。洛县内的移动接种点，我们一直致力于提供移动接种点，来为那些行动不便的居民提供方便。移动接种点还通常会停留在 Metro 的车站、食品购物点以及公园附近。如何预约移动接种到自己的公司所在地？我们在增加到达工作的场所的移动接种点。这个星期，我们将会提供一个网站、网网页，让大家可以表述你的希望。希望移动接种点去你所在的地方。计划接种疫苗，如何计划你的疫苗接种？随着军人纪念节的到来，以及学生毕业时间的来临，你们中间有很多人都在准备外出旅行、聚会等等。想想，如果每个人都已接种疫苗，这些活动将会给我们带来非常多的喜悦，并不要去担心传染新冠病毒。所以，当你他的时候，你最好也同时准备接种新冠疫苗。我要提醒大家，疫苗的不同，从第一季接种到完全接种是需要时间的，而对所有的疫苗，只有在完全接种后的两个星期后。疫苗才完全有效。对江省的江省，这意味着你打第一针的两星期后才完全有效；而对辉瑞和莫德纳，只有在接种第二剂的两星期后才有效。我们来算一算接种江省的江省疫苗的计划。按日历来说明，如果你今天接种江省的江省。你可以到任何一个所属的接种点接种江省江省，那么两星期后你就完就完成了接种，意味着到军人纪念日你就可以与其他人一起享受节日了。接受，如果接种辉瑞疫苗计划，辉瑞疫苗要分两剂，第一剂之后。要等三个星期后才能接种第二剂。如果你今天接种第一剂，你要等到军人纪念节后才能接种第二剂。
，然后还要等两星期后，即六月十五号，正式可以参加各种毕业聚会。如果接种莫德纳疫苗，你的计划将会如下：因为莫德纳计划需要也是需要两剂接种，两剂之间相隔不少于四个星期，所以如果你今今天接种莫德纳第一剂。要等到六月七号之后才能接种第二剂，这样要等到六月二十一号才能完全接种生效。你可以自己选择去接种哪一种，对吧？最好是付之行动。而且，如果你准备外出旅行，只有完成了疫苗接种的个人才能免于返回后的十天隔离要求。只有接种疫苗后，你才能更充分的利用夏天的时光。如何接种新冠疫苗？我们可以帮助你们找到一个接种点。你只要上网 vaccinatelacounty.com， 或者只需要打电话给8335400473就可以了。This concludes for today. Thank you. This episode of LA Public Health was produced by the Los Angeles County Department of Public Health. Our department is nationally accredited by the Public Health Accreditation Board and is committed to protecting and improving the health of over 10 million residents in Los Angeles County. For more information about DPH programs and services, visit publichealth.lacounty.gov and follow us on social media at LA Public Health. My name is Steve Baldwin, and you've been listening to the LA Public Health podcast.